want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want it all. Said I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all. Cause I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. It's the best in the game. Best in the biz. About that time, and you know what it is. Coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth. Never gonna lie. Never gonna lose. Always on top. Keeping it steady. He'll make you tap out, and you won't be ready. He got the suplex breaking your back. Now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz. All right, what's up, guys? How you doing? What's going on? Thank you. I'm Taz, and thank you for downloading this episode of The Taz Show at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Tune in, radio.com, the radio.com app, tazshow.com. Very much appreciate it. Uh, you know, love it, love it, love it. You guys are really supporting the show big time. Got a guest, special guest, very special guest on this episode of the show. Don't do guests often, but I do it. I go with big time guests, talented people, smart people. And uh, that covers basically the, the, the guest I have today on this episode, or this particular episode, is Katrina from Lucha Underground, Carly Perez. So um, very, uh, very talented young lady uh, uh, from being a model to being from the wrestling industry. Uh, as a performer, as an actress, uh, as a writer, she's uh, well-versed in everything. We're going to jump into her whole, whole, whole career. She's been on in the past, as you guys know, a few years back for those uh, old-school Taz Show fans. But um, she's coming back on again. I wanted to, I invited her back on. Uh, I love talking to her. She's great to have on the show. So uh, looking forward to talking to her because Lucha Underground is back, as you guys know. So we covered that. And, uh, you know, season four, boom, boom, boom. Here we go. So she's a big part of that. So I want to talk to about that. So we'll jump into talking to uh, Katrina in uh, a few minutes here for sure because uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I promise you that. So uh, so let me tell you about like a little bit of a problem, right? So there's 66, I should say, percent of men lose their hair by the age of 35. Thing is, when you start to notice hair loss, it's too late, guys. You're late to the dance, okay? I'm telling you right now. So you got to be proactive right here. You got to be proactive, and I got a solution for you, and I got a deal for you, okay? This is really, really good stuff. A one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men, and that's 4 Okay, Like I said, one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and, and sexual wellness for men. So, um... Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors, with with real doctors, and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss. Well known, uh, uh, like generic equivalents to, to name brand prescriptions to help keep your hair. No snake oils, no gas station, uh, like no snake oil, no snake oil pills. I should say, no gas station counter supplements. Uh, only prescription solutions that are backed by science. No waiting room, no awkward doctor visits. Save hours by going for hims.com. Very easy, guys. It's super easy. And products are shipped directly to your door. So for my listeners, order now. Get a trial month of hims for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash Taz. That's F-O-R-M-H-I-M-S dot com slash T-A-Z. Forhims.com slash Taz. You can't go wrong. You know I got you covered. All right, on that note, we're going to take a break, come back for break, and we will have Carly Perez, Katrina from Lucha Underground, right here on The Taz Show.
All right, we are back here on the Taz Show, and in a second we'll have our special guest, and that's Katrina. But first, I want to let you know that support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you that confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's simple, guys, allowing you to fully understand all the details. All the details be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you and or your family. Uh, and with its trusted partners, it allows you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, and mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. And I'm Let's Consumer Access that all number 3030. So without any further ado, uh, let's bring in Carly Perez, and that is Katrina. What is going on? Yes. Oh, my God. It's been a long time. It has been. I'm very long. I'm telling you, like, it's like I'm like a little bummed out because it's been too long. Now, I remember when when you had come on in the past, like, so you're, you, you live in California and you're in California now and I'm in New York. So I was live at that time every morning, 7 a.m. Eastern, and we were doing live video. So, you know, I'm like, well. Why wouldn't I have Katrina on? Hello, right? So, <laughs> and you're like, dude, it's kind of would be early, yeah. And <laughs> and you were awesome. We did though. Yeah, we did. I don't we even did. remember what time. What time was it? Like five. Like. Jeez, well, I know. I remember this. You stayed awake. Whatever you were doing, you were up all night. And I did. It was nothing fun. Believe me, I was by myself at that time. <laughs> and you, I remember you text me. You're like, dude, I haven't even gone to sleep. I was just getting into the studio. And you're like, I haven't even gone to sleep, but I'm ready. I'm like, oh, geez. So I don't know where, where you're at. I don't know what's going on. I mean, you, you know, so, but you were great. You were awesome. So it was awesome. So, I'm glad we could. No, I know. I, so, so look at, so um, Lucha Underground's back. And uh, as usual, you're in the middle of this thing. I know you can't spoil too much, but I watched the first episode of, of the new season. And I'm like, I see Lil Mortes come out. And there, there's my girl. There she comes, Katrina. Smoking smoke show city as usual, right? And all due respect, as you know. And what happens? He does the job quick, and you just leave pissed. What's the deal? <laughs> I know, right? You're gonna see a different, um, different version of Katrina coming out in this season for sure. Well, whatever you a can tell more... me, tell me. Whatever you, I know, you some stuff you can't say. A little more. Uh, you're gonna see. You're gonna get the layer. You know, like all these other seasons. It's pretty. She's pretty straightforward, and you don't see much emotion coming out of her. You know, right? Is the lick of death gone, or it's still around? Um, it's around. It's become. It's around when it's when it's more uh, relevant or needed, I guess. But I think because you're gonna see different. Um, you're gonna see more emotions coming out of Katrina. It's slowly that's going to start to take over and she and she isn't going to not necessarily not need it but it's not going to be um it's going to be shown in different ways right, good. You, i i i know i put you on a spot with that but you know a lot of people they they, they like that spot that you do it's just one of the most unique hot sp- high spots in the history of pro wrestling you do realize that I know. <laughs> when you broke into business you did not think that was going to be such a big spot you didn't even know that spot was around and next thing you know it's famous yeah, no, I didn't. 
I did not. I was just like, oh, let's just do something different. Yeah. Everybody does the same shit. Yeah, I know. Really I know. Good. How long ago? Listen, so like all these shows uh, that you guys, now I know you guys tape a lot of stuff and put it in the can, right? So you guys record maybe a couple of weeks in a row. I'm assuming, I think that's what Krista Joseph told me a while back. That's how you guys do it. Like this particular, like, like tell us a little bit you can whatever you could tell me and and the audience listening like any behind the scenes or how many weeks in a row like how the taping oh schedule God, we, did this, we did this season in a month Come on. we worked our asses off wow. for this one wow a month i think it was like 22 20 odd something episodes like in a shot in a month how long ago was this um this now was probably Three months, four months ago. Okay. Four so months I want to ask you a creative question. I'm a little confused on something. So I, like I said, I watched. You know, I don't. I I could get info what you guys did ahead of time. I don't care about. I don't. I like to be worked. I want to watch it as a fan. I want to enjoy it like a, yeah. you know, like a mock. You got to That's what you got to do. No disrespects to mocks, but let's be honest. That's the kind of mock mindset I'm having, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so and, okay, Antonio Cueto is the father of Dario Cueto. Dario's gone dead, and you know. Now, he had said in that funeral home scene, which was pretty wacky, pretty cool, uh, Antonio said, the character said something about the new, there's going to be a new temple, right? Now, but I was a little confused on that because you guys were in the old temple. Does the stuff take place in a new spot now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we shot it in this crazy, weird, uh, it used to be an old, um, like, freezer storage place. Oh, my God. Really, like haunt, like it went. I went around too while we were shooting. And, this place was haunted. So like how, everybody... is, it, is it like like so? You guys did one week of TV in in the regular spot, and then you guys moved to the next spot. What'd you guys do? No, we never were in the old spot. We went straight to this new spot, and they and they decked. They put in a lot of work, decked out this old, you know, this new spot up, and uh, it was like an old freezer. And they put they built the. Um, I mean, we had a nice little ring in there and the seating for the audience in the center of it. And then we shot um, all of the storylines and yet style stuff in the throughout the building in the back of it. it it's pretty cool. They had me, it was pretty. You guys had me worked. I thought it was the, the original place. I know. Right. <laughs> they did a good job. <laughs> they did. Yeah, man. I, I got to tell you, it's. I've never been to one of the shows, you know, being in New York and I'm always working and stuff. So it's hard to get out there. But. I can't believe you've never been to a show. I know. And I just, I was saying um, on a recent podcast here to, on my show, like I was putting you guys over and I was saying how different you guys are and, um, and you guys stay in your lane, which is a lane. I don't think anyone can get in because the amount of money, time and talent behind just the post-production, right? Just from a, uh, from that perspective. I mean, do you agree what I'm saying? I mean, you live it, right? So like maybe explain that to some people. Which the put the post production the, the work behind all the work that goes into how this stuff is done the money the way it's shot how it's different than like WWE how it's shot that type of stuff oh yeah it's so much different this is I mean we this has been talked about I know over and over again that it's this is ran like a TV show and it's such an interesting world um, Hollywood so to say and um, I'm you know I. I literally stepped uh, full throttle into that side of the business and seeing how being on going on from like sets from film and television to sets of 
Lucha, it's really a lot of it is very similar and it's ran like that in the in the it's a team like the posts what's happening behind is if not more important than what's happening in front um we are very dependent on uh making sure that everybody in backstage is happy and doing and doing their job and um making us look good because that's what that's who makes us look good right and it is a very, very important part of um, the show and and business in general in the entertainment world. Um, and it's not done like that. I, you know, WWE throws, they go into a hallway that's echoing the shit out of everything. <laughs> they don't soundproof anything. They get a, one camera. You're walking down the hallway with one camera. No lie. Just crap i've done it i know um <laughs> and it's been the same it's been the same forever yeah. they haven't been they've tried to up it you know when lucha came i saw they tried to up everything but mm. it's not gonna happen because it's not ran like that it's not uh, it's different it's a totally different world but continue i'm sorry good but yeah i know that the fans appreciate that as- aspect of it um just as much as they appreciate us um, giving them a show because that aspect is what kind of makes the world so amazing. Um, it really, and it's like, it really, I, listen, it's like, it's so, and you're right. It has been talked about a lot. When people talk about Lucha Underground, they talk about how it's different than Ring of Honor or Impact or, or WWE or NXT. And that's a shoot. But, you know, like for me, I wanted people to hear you say it because, you know, I get, I get like a different audience all the time. I have maybe newer fans that didn't hear you the first time you and I were talking. So I wanted them to hear from one of the main characters and performers and wrestlers and talents or on the show and yourself. And, you know, you're like, I've talked about this, like the stuff you did in character, you know, I don't remember what season I get confused. It was two or three or one or two, you and Dario, when you guys were doing a lot of interaction and it's like really people really, I think fans, um, no matter if you're a Lucha fan or if you're just a wrestling fan and you happen to stumble upon Lucha Underground and you see this girl, Katrina, and you see her talking, your acting chops, like your ability to act, like, you know, look, you've been in the wrestling industry, you know, for, for quite some time. So, you know, most talent, wrestling talent, you know, we're not actors, you know, but what Lucha Underground does and seeing someone like you, like your acting chops, you know, it's like you're not like most people from the wrestling business. Uh, so uh, maybe talk about that like you got to have some ability to have some acting chops man it's you know i can't um i can't preach enough on the the uh character work uh, how i and who you know and who am i i just stuck with what um i love and i'm passionate about and i happen to love wrestling and be part of that world as well but um it's so important and I don't think it's ever done enough or appreciated enough or worked on enough in, in the wrestling world. And, um, when I realized, um, you know, through dusty that I had something there when it came to the character work and the, and the acting work, I just, from there on out, you know, that was, that was 10 years ago from there on out. I concentrated on that part. Not that it didn't matter to me what happened in the ring, but I like to tell my story through that. And, um, there's less traffic. There's less foot. There's less people walking down that path in, in the wrestling world. Everyone's trying to get their shit in, in the ring and they're doing less concentrating on this part of it. And I, 
I just, you know, um, I'm one person and I can't change, change that. I only can bring to the table what I feel, um, I do well. Um, but it would be amazing to see other people really, really push and pull that out of them and, and make it that much more entertaining for the audience. And you know, I don't see it in the women. I don't see it really in too many of the men, um, who you're talking about are the two people, Dario Cueto is an actor. Yes. Um, and I, I'm a hundred percent consider myself an actress that just happens to know how to wrestle. Yeah. Well, you are, you are. <laughs> no. and, I, and I have to tell you this and you mentioned something a second ago, you said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, you said something along the lines of that people were going down a certain path to be a pro wrestler. And I've done the same thing where, what do you worry about? Right. And no matter if you're a guy or girl, you break into business, you want to learn how to work and take bumps, protect yourself, protect your opponent. And then you start to really work on your, your physique, your body, you know, well, I want to look good in the ring. I want to make sure my nutrition's right. I want to make sure I'm training, right. Am I doing enough cardio? So that's what a lot of guys and girls, they really hone their craft on their, on their body as opposed mm-hmm. to their, their acting chops. I got to tell you, and you know, and you're from a different generation because you're old, I'm older than you. But uh, in the wrestling industry, we so like my generation, like really wasn't like um, no one really delved into that mindset of the acting ability. We were just kind of living the gimmick. Most of us, you right. know, you know? Uh, it's different, though. You you went to another level. And it's nice to hear you uh, give a lot of praise to to the late, great Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, uh, you know what? He um picture of him hangs in my, in my car. I talk to him every day. Um, I wouldn't be, you know, I, it's been a hell of a ride for me. Um, dabbling, going back and forth in between wrestling and, um, film and television. And I'm blessed to be able to do both. And Lucha provides, you know, the times when I do do Lucha, I get to play with both, which is so much fun. Um, and then when I'm not doing Lucha, you know, I'm, um, this past year I was, I I booked my first two films. I was able to do this really cool art, uh, style film, Maplethorpe, you know, where I really got to kind of, it it put me in a very vulnerable place, that film. Um, and it was a totally different. So you acted in it or you, you helped produce Um, What did you do with? No, I acted. Yeah, I played Lisa Lyon. She was the first female bodybuilder in the world. I know exactly and, who she is. I don't know her person. I know who she is. Uh, she was around yeah. during like the mid to late 80s. Yeah. So Robert Maplethorpe, who, you know, Robert Maplethorpe. Yes. Um, they did a biopic on Robert Maplethorpe and Matt Smith, who is Doctor Who and um, uh, The Crown. Yes. He's a, a big English actor. He played Robert and I played Lisa Lyon. And, um, that was my first like really cool art piece I've been able to do outside, you know, um, in, in film and television. And then before that I did nation's fire, which I got to go alongside of Bruce Dern and then, um, Gil Bellows. And the really cool thing is, I don't think I've talked to you since then. Um, you know, when I, when I came up in FCW with dusty and I'll go back to praising dusty and he, he, every week we would have our promo class and we would talk about promo class was my favorite. Yeah. I will say this, none of the boys, the boys who are up in, you know, and they're great talent. I came up with the Rollins and the Seamuses and the, sure. I, yeah. I came up with great people, but none of the boys wanted to go after they never wanted to cut a promo after me. Ah, <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> so everyone would wait. They would all wait. 
and <laughs> and and I would I always end up going last mm. because no, they were like no, but they didn't want to go before. <laughs> you get heat with the boys because you're out doing them. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to wait, and you know, I it was a good, it was a nice compliment, nice, you know, nice. but they just didn't want to. But Dusty would talk about um, all he talked about was film and television. He loved. I don't think people realize how much he loved uh, film and television. I didn't know that. I, I knew Dusty a long time, and I actually I didn't know that. And I knew I thought I knew, but I did not know that about him. Yeah, he would just go. You know, he, the first thing in promo class, he would we would sit down and he go, "All right, who who watched what? Who watched what? What'd you watch? Why'd you like that? Why'd you like this? Who'd you like in that?" He would talk about the first minute in class. That's what he would talk about, and he really his favorite movie was Shawshank Redemption, and. Um, you know, he would always praise about that. And me and Dusty would have, uh, we would literally shut, he would kick everyone. I love that man. He would kick everyone out and, um, he would put on a movie and we would sit and watch movies together and just talk about the stories and the characters. And I, we were so, he saw how passionate I was about it. Well, you know, before he passed, uh, I got to see him and he gave me a big hug and kiss and he goes, don't you ever quit. You know, you, you stay in LA and you keep doing this. And I promised him I would. And then, um, the first film I ever booked, um, feature film was nation's fire. And I find out the week before I start filming that I'm co-starring with Gil Bellows, who was Dusty's favorite character in Shawshank Redemption. Oh my God. That's crazy. Ah! That's crazy. I I got so emotional. I'm not going to lie. Like I was like, he's. He's looking out for me, you know. Like Dude, I just got goosebumps. That that's weird. That that hat. That's really isn't that weird. Oh my god! <laughs> out of all the people, I mean, you're talking all the people in this world um, that you know, and then in Hollywood as well. I book my first film. I book the director kept coming back too to me. I read for one role. Um, I didn't get that one. He brought me in for another role. I didn't get that one. And then the third one, he finally called my reps and goes, listen, I love her. I want, I want to work with her. There is a character who's supposed to be this massive black African, African American man. I'm going to cut him out and I want to put her in that. (laughs) And so that guy got cut and I became this, uh, badass right hand man to this, ridiculous villain and we i didn't know who the villain was yet and then all of a sudden a week before filming it's gil bellows wow and i'm like oh my god that's shot that's him yeah that's wow my the whole reason i went into this industry and to do film and television um was because of dusty pushing me to do it and who my very first i was just staring at, i remember by the third day of filming with gil i looked up at him and i go after I got a little comfortable, I go, you know, it's pretty, I'm, I'm pretty amazed right now that I'm sitting here filming with you because, you know, five years ago, my mentor, the whole reason I got into acting told me never to quit. And you were his favorite character in the, his favorite movie. And I'm sitting here on set with it's you. It's really, it really is crazy. And so, so if people want to see, so how can they, if they want to check out Nation's Fire, Nation's Fire, I should say, how do they go about it? Nation's Fire will come out this year. Um, they're, they just finished a um, uh, production that will come out. And then Maplethorpe um, premiered at uh, Tribeca. 
and it did a great job. That's that's going to be hitting up a lot of the film festivals. And, uh, and then, let me interrupt you. So that's spell just so people know because it's M A P P L E T H O R P E. Yes, um, you know, and and that that will be out. Uh, Nation's Fire will be out. I just booked um, two weeks ago. I start filming in at the end of the month. I just booked another film. Um, it takes place in the fifties, and it's a thriller. I could um, see you doing that. I could see you know you yeah, kind of have was, your hair pulled back tight. Like I could see that. Right. <laughs> I was excited about that. I read the script and I'm like, oh, a thriller, and I'm like, oh shit, it's in the fifties. That's going to be cool. I get to play like old Hollywood glamour. I could see you doing and, that. I'm uh, telling you, I could see that. Yeah, your your look is so like you got a lot of layers to your look. You know, you could, you know, especially being out there in Hollywood. There's so much people can do with you. You know. Production, you know, like your your character, uh, creative wise, I should say. I'm really because you really are. I mean, you have a, like a lot of layers. I know, like for me, like you know, during the whole heyday of the Taz, you know, human suplex machine character and ECW and all that fun I had, dude, I was so like one dimensional. I, I could just play that guy, nothing else, you know. <laughs> but I was a typical wrestler, you know. That's it. I knew that character and nothing else. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> It's fun. It's fun to be able to. And that's why every season, if you notice in Lucha, I'm like, we're changing it up. I never want to. Let's change it up again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. So I always try to uh, keep it, keep it changing. You know, it looks Um, like you guys have a lot of fun, though. Even though you're you're taping, uh, you know, all that work you guys are doing uh, in a month is that's I don't think people I'm sure most wrestling fans uh, or fans of yours listening to this might not realize like how much work. Not just for the production crew, but for the talent, that is. There's a lot of sitting around waiting. You know that. Oh, my God. You're talking uh, in, in your in the the vignettes, the day, you know, the people who do. You're talking 15-hour days on there. Brutal. Brutal. Are they hooking you guys up at catering or what? Yeah, you know, we have catering. that It comes once, and then you better stash up on some food. <laughs> you know what? You know the boys are in there with their to-go boxes, yep. just loading up on chicken. Yeah, well, I've it, never seen. So- well, it's like the whole every one of you have abs, so it's like I'm thinking, are these people even eating? Like, <laughs> yeah. so I see some of them come back. I mean, it's pretty amazing what the what the guys can do. You know, yeah. some Mill looked great this season. He did. Mill was looked he 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 leaned out a ton, and he is. Um, but he, yes, you're right. He did, and he. I thought he looked great when he was big and thick. How tall is he? About, I like him is he about six two, six three. How tall is he? You know what, too, though? There's something about him on camera. He looks, it's his shoulders. Mm. He looks like a beast on camera. Like, and when you stand next to him, I mean, he's a big dude, but it's not like on camera, he steals that camera. Like, he looks like he will just destroy everyone. Oh, no, he really does. Everything about him, little nuances about him. And you guys. Well, I'm going to say it in past tense. It sounds like you're not going to be working together on camera no more. So it sounds like, but just by the bit you guys did, you know, uh, uh, on yes, on the um, on the pet, the opening season, uh, opening uh, episode, I should say. So, but no, you guys really uh, played off each other well. I mean, I don't know was was that your idea to pair you with Mill? Was it Mill's idea? Was it was it you know was it Krista Joseph? Like who, who? No, I think that was the Joseph. That was written in. Me and Mill met for the first day, and then that was we talked, and then that was it. You got Mill and Katrina. I mean, well, if I was still wrestling and I was in Lucha Underground, uh, my ass would be rocking orange and black, so would yours, and 
you uh, we would be beating people's asses, both of us. I'll tell you that right. I'm all about it. Including about Mill. It. No, I'm, I'm we me and Mill had a we had a great time. We really did. And we do work um we work well together. And I you know I do feel like any I've been in my career of being in the business, I've I am with men a lot you know they put me with somebody a lot and you know i i felt i had a totally different connection but a great connection with uh ec3 as well yep. so That's it's, right. it, it seems like um you know if you get with the right person you definitely and you guys just know each other's personalities you definitely can mend very well together my opinion Carly, on that and i think you made a good point just having my brain triggering i bet like you've been put with men a lot on camera in the in the industry in the wrestling industry i can't speak for hollywood but i bet because you you're a powerful female presence like heavy duty type a you know so it's a powerful look it's a it's um it's powerful. So I think that you probably would outshine or overpower most other females that if you were put with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the men, you got to find the both men, both in, in, I worked obviously with the uh, Johnny Kurt. Well, you know, uh, Fandango, Johnny Curtis or, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. You know, but you, you, when you know there, and this goes in, Hollywood as well, you know, like it's very important when you're next to somebody or you're working side by side. Um, those out of those men, I don't try to, they don't outshine me and I don't try to outshine them. You know, they allow me, they allow me to have that power. EC3 allowed me to be this annoying in your face, Maxine type of character without, he's this big, good looking, powerful man, but he just allowed me to, he was submitting to that. He took it, but yet I played off of him as well. Um, Mill, who's, who's a beast allowed me to have that power without standing next to him, you know, like it, it could, it could be very easy to get lost in the shadow. And, and he's wearing you know? a hood. He's wearing a mask and, and he's able, and you're able to play off him. He's able to play off you. And that's usually the key. Like I don't think a lot of people realize like with a good luchador, a guy who really knows or a girl wearing a mask that re- that really, they, even though their face is covered, they know how to, I saw that yeah. first years ago with Ray Mysterio. I saw that happen. Like, man, I'm most, crazy, yeah. right? I was a color commentator. I'm watching Ray wearing a hood. Like, Michael Cole and I talking like during the break, like, yo, Ray's wearing a mask. And it's like, he's selling better than some of the guys that aren't wearing masks. Like Ray's emotion comes like his out of his body, which is part of um, entertainment. You know, it's a part of film and television. Like he found, he naturally, it just comes out of him in his body language. And Mill does it in a different way, yeah. you know? Um, and these are all the things, once again, you, you and I are taught, we're going into different layers of this business that most people don't concentrate on. Amen. Um, I agree. Cause this goes right back into acting and just being comfortable with who you are and letting that kind of shine through instead of pretending to be something else. So um, uh, it sounds like you're like ultra busy. I mean, putting like Lucha aside, Lucha underground aside. I mean, um, being that you're, uh, you know, like it's obvious, like I said, the, the way you can, you jump off camera, the way you look, the way you talk, your facial expressions. So no shock that 
you, you know, you're probably going to be awesome in Nation's Fire, uh, 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 Maplethorpe, all this, and 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 I'm sure there's going to be more stuff coming. I mean, I, and I also maybe talk on this, Carly, like uh, as an actress, you know, or, or and modeling and stuff like that, like how important representation is, like having a good agent. Not that you have to put your agent over, but like just agents in general. Because I know a lot of people in New York that are musicians or actors and yeah. struggle if they don't have the right representation. You know, the team, your team is just as important as you as an individual. Now, it, it's a team effort here. Um, if you don't, if you're not out there, you know, I have people and I'm, I'm flattered that I, I get this. I get people from our industry. I get people from the wrestling industry. Um, a lot of the boys, some, some of the girls, mostly boys will call me up and ask for advice right. when they want to touch into this other side of the business. And I'm flattered that they, that me, you know, um, and I'm, ha I'm, I want to see people do well if they want to cross over into something else. Um, and then I have people just that I grew up with asking. And, and the very first thing that they ask all the time is how do I get representation? What do I have to do? How, what did you do to get these kind of opportunities brought to you. Um, if you're not out there hustling your ass off and making your own relationships, right. um, individual relationships, why should your team do it for you? And th they're selling you. And if I, I feel it's so important. I, I, a lot of the people I look up to in this industry that I've been able to work with like Ron Perlman and Gil Bellows and people who have been in this industry way longer than me. Um, if you don't have a really, a friendship with your reps, like I think you should have an emotional friendship. Some people just want it to be business. And I get that, but if they don't know you on a friendly level and on a personal level, how the hell are they ever going to sell you? Right. Correct. Their job is to sell you. So if they if they're not passionate about you, they ain't selling you. And while you're working your way up up that mountain, there's you're competing with the people who are 40 years ahead of you. So you better bring something different to the table and your reps better know what that is. So it is extremely important to have the right agent and manager that that has your back, that gets your personality. Look, I'm super aggressive and assertive. So I follow through with what I start. So I, if I go do an audition or I get a call back or I get a meeting, I call my reps the very next day and I go, what, what's the feedback? Yep. What's the, yep. I have friends and I know who are that are in the business who are growing or in they're successful, but they're still growing. They don't talk to their reps maybe once a month, if that. Yeah, they wait to hear. Oh. They wait to hear from the rep. Where you yeah. got to be, you're, you're paying them a percentage. You have to be the aggressor. Yes. I agree with you. I am the and don't be. And here's the thing that so many people are scared to do. They're scared to be the aggressor. They're scared to email. They're they're scared to make the call. You don't know unless you do it. I did not get here at all because I sat and waited. Like you better pick up the phone and call and earn your way to the top. Well, what you're talking about, and Carly, what you're talking about, and I know you know this, but for those that maybe are getting getting inspired by hearing you, no matter what it is, acting or getting to the wrestling business or music or whatever, or just a job, or maybe, you know, whatever it is in college, whatever, you're talking about, and I could just, just talking to you twice on this show now, in this conversation even deeper, 
and I respect this because I live it, <laughs> you're ultra competitive, and that's the key. You want to be competitive because you know if you're not dealing with your representation and you're not on that guy or girl's ass, like, okay, what's the feedback? What's going on? What they say? Okay, we got to move on. Let's try it. What else you got thinking? I'm thinking this, blah, 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 because you're competing against his other clients. Yeah, and, yeah. and everyone else's other clients. Right, correct. So what's going to make you sometimes that extra phone call, not sometimes I've literally now I've put in some rounds. I've been, you know, um, getting casting directors to get to know you, getting producers, directors, getting to know you. Consistency is key. So I'm just now it's been round. I've been doing rounds for over four years, which isn't that long, but it's long. And it's just now people I'm getting calls I don't, I'm, I'm not chasing them. They're calling us now. Nice. Just now, just this past year where if I didn't make those extra calls back then, they wouldn't be calling me now. Mm, And that is so important. Like what the call you're making three years in the past could be the call that you get three years later that gets you that job. It may not be tomorrow or next week. It's the consistency of keeping up with it for your future um, that counts because the the quick satisfaction is great. We all want it. But I'm thinking more of a long run, long term stuff. I want solid projects, solid work coming my way. And I, you know, WWE was one step. Lucha was one step. These are all steps for higher and higher and higher growth um, just to be more competitive and better at what I do. But if I didn't make those calls, then I wouldn't even be getting the calls now. And I, I, I think people, they make, they make mistakes by not making that one call or pushing somebody. Yeah. A lot of times people are either afraid to do it or they're intimidated. It's a scary thing sometimes. Like if you overthink it and you're like, Oh, this person's super busy. I'm not going to, I don't want to bother them, you know? And, um, but I'll tell you what, that one bot, you know, you bother them could change your life. That's right. You got to be a pain in the ass sometimes. And what it shows, it shows passion. It doesn't show, it doesn't show that you're annoying. It doesn't show no. that you're pushy. It shows that you're passionate. If you're backing up what you're saying and you're bringing it to the table and you're showing them that you're real about it, uh, people love that. They want to work with people like that. That's right. You're exactly right. And, and it's so now, but now, okay. So I, modeling, right. Cause I, I don't know how much modeling you do or you don't do. I know I follow you on Instagram. It's arguably the greatest Instagram account in history of Instagram. Um, I just have to tell you that um, because you put, you're so creative in the photos you put. Um, you put up, and these are not like pictures that people are taking with their iPhones of you. You know, <laughs> like, like, what is the deal? Are, are you? I mean, uh, your modeling background. I mean, how often do you take? I have to ask you because your Instagram account is so active, and what you do with social media, yo, it's legit. It, it really is. And, and by the way, people can follow Carly. Uh, Carly, uh, well, oof, help me with At Carly Leilani. Yes, yes. <laughs> Spell I know it's a you spell it. You, you have better grammar than me. You spell it. Uh, K A R L E E L E I L A N I. Rolls off the tongue. Okay, what are you doing with this account? It's awesome. Okay, and how often are you taking these photos? It's crazy. Um, uh, I mean, I go through and I'll take, I'll get 
some done with, there's a particular photographer who I, which I, who I praise on under those photos, you'll see his name is Todd. Okay. Um, I'm very comfortable with him and he's amazing, but I'll go do stuff for him whenever he wants to do like something artistic or new. Um, I try to keep, you know, I'm sure you know that, I mean, my social media, I try to keep as much positiveness going. Oh, you do. Um, you definitely I do. like words. I like quotes. I like being real about shit. Shit's not yep. golden all the time. <laughs> no, you're right. I like here, yeah, for example, you know, on one of the later posts that you put on Instagram, it says matters. It's just a black, for those that aren't looking at it, it's a black background, just a white, plain, like Helvetica font. It just says manners matter. Good looks are a bonus. Humor is a must. And I'll tell you, that right there, those, those you know, few words are, it, it sounds so simplistic, but it really is a big ingredient to a lot of people that are successful. It, it is. It is. Man, like, as you get older, as, a, as I've gotten older, at least as a woman, especially, like, man, I appreciate a man with manners. <laughs> It is like the first thing I notice in a man. Um, if they conduct themselves like right towards me as a, as a woman and just like small things, I'm not talking about anything crazy, like basic, small one-on-one things. Open a door for um, you. Be a yeah, gentleman. Be a gentleman. Yeah. A very simple thing can really make a difference. And I notice those small things. Um, and I probably notice them now cause I'm, I'm not, you know, I've, I appreciate it. I'm not 18 anymore. I've dated. I've I've lived in this world. Right, of course. Um, I appreciate smaller things more so than than the looks and and the money or the success. I want a man that has some manners, and that goes with anybody, though. You know, that uh, friends, relationships, a business um, manners really that posts. You know is on point for me because I feel like that is the first thing you should notice about somebody. And then we go into, I do know that physically we see things first. Like it's really hard not to, Yes, but you should appreciate, take a step back and see how the person is acting towards you and talking to you. Don't get so distracted by the way somebody looks and presents themselves because really people can present themselves in any way, shape or form. That doesn't matter. You can be it. You can pretend to be something and eventually the truth will come out. So the manners really are huge for me. And I appreciate that when it comes to people. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and you, you being in the industry and, uh, you know, coming through, coming up in, in through WWE and stuff like that, and, and just being in the business and, uh, you know, how vital that is to I don't care if you're a young female wrestler or a young male wrestler I don't care if someone's just a valet or if it's just a guy manager uh, if it's a writer if it's an age whatever it is manners and respect towards each other is vital it's a big thing I don't think people realize that like in the wrestling business like behind the curtain how people get a heat and get fired because they act like assholes yeah yeah you know and and on the flip end of that let's just be real about it. Like it's not ran with manners no, either. It's not. <laughs> so it's like you're, point. you're, you're, you're running as you're, you are a zoo and you're running a zoo, but you want people to conduct and act a certain way when it's like, you're treating the, the, 
the higher ups are treating people a certain way. So you want those people to treat the lower ones a certain way. It becomes like a clusterfuck. You know, I've, I've never, you know, I'm, I've all, I've been, geez, I was in the business three decades. I've never, um, I never thought of that. It's a good point. You know, it's, and it's I think point. people forget, like you for, it is the manners and the respect is important. But when we put ourselves in the position where we are the up and coming or we are the whoever we are in the higher ups are not treating us with respect or manners. Why the hell should I treat you back with respect or manners? Yeah. And that's kind of where um, I think some people end up eventually when you just keep doing it and you keep your respect and manners going, going and going. But you are getting shit on over and over and over again. <laughs> It's going to blow. Something's yeah. going to blow. Yeah. It's a powder keg. And yeah. that's what, that's what I've seen over and over again. They blow because it's like they hold it in, hold it in, hold it in because they can't do anything. And then they could blow in. They could be using drugs or alcohol or fights or something's going to happen. Right. Right. Um, and it's so funny to me because the higher ups will be like, oh, you, didn't sh- you didn't shake so-and-so a sucking hand. You didn't look at them in the eye. Dude, you didn't even do you even know my name. <laughs> you, you, you have never said hi to me, but you want me to say hi to Smo Joe over there who I don't like, it's, you know, like it's one of those things I find so entertaining. I would sit and watch and I'm like, you guys are pounding this into people, but you're not treating them with respect. But I gotta you tell want- you, I think I gotta be honest. Like, I think it's gotten better over the years. Believe it or not, I know when I, I heard that. I heard that. Yo, I'm telling you, it was like when I broke in. Like, I can't even imagine when you broke. It was bad when I was there. So <laughs> it was shit. It was like I'm. I I thought I was gonna go crazy. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, everybody thinks that that's the end all be all. That everybody, you know, I've talked about that a lot during my content. For the past few years, like uh, there is more than life after WWE and outside of WWE. Um, oh man, so much you know, more! The like leap, that was that. one of the and, best. And, and me you know, walking was one of the best things I did. Yes, here you go. It really was. There you go. I mean, you hear that a lot. You hear that a lot. You have you know freedom to be creative, and you have freedom to just do what you got to do and, and spread your wings. It sounds cliche, but it's a true. It's a true statement. It is true, and if you have, it's a scary. It's scary. It's a scary thing to do after you spend so much time in one place with certain people and they're your family and there's beautiful things about it. Um, and, but the amount of, I I mean, it is kind of a torture that people hold inside of them. Mm -hmm. Um, that will eat you up alive. And that goes with any, anything you're doing in life. You know, like if you sit there and you're, if you're unhappy and you let that sit in your soul for too long, it will, you will get lost. And, um, sadly we do see a lot of people in our industry get lost. Um, yes. and, and it makes, it makes sense when you look at the big picture, well, you, you, you know, you, you, like, well, how'd that happen? Well, what do you mean how that happened? Well, because right. You got comfortable, you got complacent and you, you were afraid to get, you know, cause if, okay, look, so if you work for WWE, no matter what level in WWE as a talent, as a wrestler or WWE superstar, whatever you want to call it, you know, you're, you're probably making pretty decent money. Um, even if you're not the top girl or top guy, you're probably making pretty decent coin. Um, and then you get comfortable with that and but yet you you maybe plateaued already and you can't get higher and you know and you and yeah they're not going to fire you if you show up on time and you work hard 
and and people are reacting to you and you're not getting stoned and you're not you know whatever throwing someone through a, a deli window in the middle of uh, the street you know during your off day or, or whatever you know you're probably going to keep your gig but the thing is you get you know you see i've seen it you've seen it you get complacent and it handcuffs you creatively i mean the success someone like you have having outside once you leave wwe look at we just talked about dusty look at his son cody how great he's doing he left yeah. wwe with a plan he's doing phenomenal yeah, incredible. He's happy. It just seems, I think he is. He, he seems, seems happy yeah, yeah. to be doing what he loves, and this is what he loves, and that and that's great. You know, he's got his wife, who's great. And, yes. Um, you know, as long as you, you – the risk is a scary part to take, um, g- trying something new, and that, that can be very scary. But I'll tell you what, it's addicting once you start it, and then mm-hmm. it's like yeah. next, yep, next, yep, next. Yep. I know. I, listen, I'll tell you, not to talk about like me on this, but I, when I was working for Vince, you know, towards the end, I would, you know, I was a color commentator for a lot of years after I wrestled, and then, you know, I was I was working once a week, and I was getting paid well, and I was flying first. I had everything expenses paid for. I was an employee. I wasn't just an independent contractor because I was an announced talent. I had a great gig. I'm not bragging, but I'm make I'm saying this to get to a point. It got to a point that. I just I wasn't happy anymore and I was literally working once a week and doing well and and I I needed to be challenged I needed something else and 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 I, that's why I, and my deal was coming to an end I asked them I said look I I, I don't want to re up and they they treated me good I can't lie as an announcer they did they treated me great so I can't bitch about that they were always good to me and and always treated me cool but they were shocked that I was going to leave, but me leaving there and then going to TNA for several years, but then, and then especially leaving TNA, well, they, they stopped paying people with their checks. So that was a problem. Like, you know, yo, I need to get paid, you know, <laughs> like it gets to the point, uh, Carly, that's past like breach of contract. It's like, okay, pay me. Right. What am I going to do? Follow an injunction against you? You know, so, you know, but my point is that led to me going to TNA, which led to me leaving and breaking out into radio, which I always wanted to do. And, uh, but it, you know, I did a, at a little bit of an older age, but if I didn't get out of that comfort zone of WWE, you know I mean? It's like, that's the thing with breaking that comfort zone of the matter where you work, you don't have to be in wrestling. Like to your point, it can be anywhere in any industry at any age. It, it, you got it. That hardest thing is that first step. But if you never break it, you'll never go to another level. Right. You just won't like if you it, you'll it'll stay content in the same and something and here's here's the biggest thing and when you break it when you do jump you're gonna eat shit for a while yeah. you're gonna eat shit for a while and, and you need to be okay with that you people don't realize that um, that's part of the process you're gonna fall down you're gonna eat shit but when you go back up you're gonna go higher than what you were before um, it's just it's just naturally part of the it is the game the humble it pie really, humble pie is there yeah and it makes you it makes you better it makes you better um as in especially if you're in entertainment doing it because i feel like you're bringing a lot more um experience and layers to whatever you're doing in the world and you, you can be real about it well Bill, um, it, it builds character and you're right it makes you more real it makes you humble and once you get an opportunity you we you will kick ass with it because you you paid the Listen, food. I've been humbled. I am humbled and I appreciate all that I've uh, accomplished and been able to do, but I forget what I've even done. I forget because I get so caught up and this is 
this is good and bad that my personality is like this. I'm so busy trying to do the next thing that I forget what I accomplished in three or four years doing something else. <laughs> um, and that's part of, that's a, that's a personality trait. Some people have it. Some people don't. It's, um, it's a gift because I will keep going, but it's bad because then I feel like sometimes things aren't enough. Um, and that's scary because it's like, well, then what's enough? What's enough? What's enough? Um, I recently just, this is a, this is what I've spent all my time on what I'm about to tell you over the past year and a half. And this was another scary jump for me. Um, I spent, um, most of my time writing, I wrote a show, a TV series and, um, just yesterday, I'm talking 24 hours ago, uh, we just confirmed, um, a pitch meeting with, uh, the head of Gersh agency. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. So that's awesome. So now, so that just so people know, cause they're going to hear, so we're recording this on June uh, 14th. So that was on June 13th. That happened. Wow. Yep, that happened. Um, with uh, one of the main um, lit agents and the head lit agent at uh, Gersh um, agency, which um, is one, and they're in the top six uh, agencies in the world. Um, and wow. if people, I'm sure, you know, I had to learn all this too. Like uh, these agencies, they have, they don't just, the lit, the lit side represents directors, producers, writers. Um, you're talking about the top ones in Hollywood sure. you know, that you guys, that, um, people who are listening, you guys see every day shows you guys watch every day. These agencies represent, and, um, they have the connections to the studios and every show and movie you watch obviously came from somebody's mind. It was an idea. It was a written pitch and then turned into this really cool, beautiful production. Right. And, and, and so what, what, let me interrupt you. Sorry, cause so like when you do just so I kind of know how it's done. Um, uh, most folks don't, but I, uh, you know, you're in it a lot deeper than me. So in a pitch meeting, you know, I think people might think, okay, so you meet with someone and say, okay, look, I have this idea. We're going to do this. We want to do 13 weeks of sitcom. It's like this. No, it's got to be like written. A lot of times it's video. It's, a lot of times you got to do like explain. It's a little more in depth than just pitching yeah. it verbally. Correct. So <laughs> I learned, um, I learned this from scratch um, which I was okay with jumping in doing, you know, I would recommend like people in any business or anything new that you're doing, go surround yourself around people who've already done it. Um, and it's the same thing in the wrestling world. You, who are you going to learn from? You learn from the people who've already done it. So in this world, I went and I felt I had this amazing idea. I usually am pretty confident with my, um, creative side. I, that's one of the good things I like about myself that I feel I'm good at. Um, I could so tell. I could tell. I had this idea, <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, I want to make sure this idea is legit." Yeah. So I went and um, started learning what you do to pitch a show, like what is done, and it is. There's a lot done. Um, it's there's a thing called a TV bible, which summarizes your show, your logline. You can summarize seasons in this. You have in depth characters. You you write all this out to give. Um, you know, the person you're pitching to or the producers or whoever you're bringing on board, give them an idea of what you're imagining. The better, the more in depth, the better it is. Um, so I wrote that. I wrote the TV Bible. I kind of 
I'm Googling, reading things. And then finally, you know, me and Gil Bellows developed a great friendship and he was a great mentor. Gil actually sent me a sample Bible of um, a pitch meeting he was in. So I used that sample Bible and I made a Bible of my own with my show and my idea just using, you know, those bullet points. So as a, as basically like a, uh, a template for lack of better. Terms. Yes. I use Yep. I use it as a template and, um, it's scary because it was yeah. something new. It's something I've never done. It's intimidating. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to go pitch this in front of people who have been in the industry <laughs> way longer than me. Like I can go talk about suplexes with you guys and you guys may be intimidated by me, but I'm sitting here telling you pitching shows and I've never done yeah. this. Yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. Living. So I'm, I used that as a template and I wrote it out and Gil actually was the first person I pitched it to. Hmm. And he looked at me and he goes, you got a hit. And I'm like, what you think? Like, he goes, you got a hit. He goes, tighten this up, do this, maybe add this. He goes, everyone's going to have different opinions. He goes, but this is a hit. And I'm like, you must've felt unbelievable when he said that I did. I did. I was like, so little by little, you know, your confidence starts to grow a little bit. Right. You right. Know, not cockiness, just a little com- You need confidence in order to get anything done. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I'm like, okay, well, who else can I go to? You know, like, okay, this is a cool opinion. Great. Somebody who's been in the industries, worked on successful shows. Um, I went to Ron Perlman, massive, huge industry person as, yep. you know, um, great. I fucking, I think it's great. This is really cool. Okay. Okay. Uh, I go to Isaiah Washington for the people who, um, don't know who that is. Isaiah is an amazing, amazing actor. Um, he's very outspoken. He can, he can be very controversial, but he's an amazing man, amazing actor. He's been around forever. Super uber talented. You got a hit. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is oh going on? Yeah. <laughs> so I go got to my second and third opinions here. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I go to my agent. I love it. What what can I help you with? And then here's the here's the person I went to and who I now signed on as a producer. I go to Damon John from Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know exactly who he is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And Damon has been um in a I've known Damon since I was 17. Oh, no kidding. And, yep. And he, part of everything of what I'm speaking on in, in this podcast are things I've sat and learned listening. And I, I would sit in meetings. I would go to um, his public speaking events. Um, I mean, it was pretty incredible the things that um, he's taught me as a mentor and just as a, as a very good friend. And now it's been a decade. That's very cool. So, That's cool. Um when I have really in-depth questions or something I'm nervous about when it comes to business or contracts, I go to Damon. Um, I pitched it to him and I go, listen, if you, if before I pitch this, if you like this, will you put your name on it? Will you be a producer? And he goes, absolutely. Mm. I pitched it to him and he goes, I love it. So, we got Damon John as a producer on this show, which I'm sure is part of the reason I got in this. <laughs> it's all right. You did. You were smart to to utilize that. He's smart to to 
partner up with you on it because he knows you're on a hit. You, you know, you've got more than one opinion on it, and it, it sounds like it's awesome. You got me hooked. I can't wait to see or hear oh, what it's you, about. It's right. Oh my god, it's you will be the. No, it's so up your alley. I want to tell you so bad what it is. You can't tell me. I know you can't tell me. Don't tell me. I want to tell you so bad what it is. It's so you're you're gonna call when I'm gonna. I, it may not be tomorrow. It may be next week. Who knows? But I'm gonna sell this, and when I sell this. You come back on. We do. We 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 drop another podcast together. It's I really feel simple. you're going to be the first one to call me and go, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> because it's so up your alley. But I'm um. I'm excited for you. you thank got- you. I'm so pumped. I wanted to really be, um, I, I as I g- go through more in this world and and entertainment and I'm finding it so cool being on the other side too. Um, of the camera interesting and yeah yeah i never thought i really would be um so into it and as i write more and more and i get um i made a mood reel for this show and um the creative juices start going i'm like man i really like this part like i want to do both i want to i want to act and i want to well it's a, diff- it's a different type of creativity right you're showing a different side of your creativity yeah, and it's really cool, and it's a it's really a lot of fun, and I'm glad um I'm glad I kind of saw it through. This idea first came to me um, about four years ago, but I really didn't sit down and write it until over a year ago, and I spent um a I good year just perfecting it. It just I was gonna say it takes time, right? That's the thing I don't think people realize when you come up with something really good, it does take time. No, it takes time and that's the thing. You know, people are like, Oh, I got this great idea, and then the next day they're on to the new thing, right? <laughs> Following exactly. through with the idea that makes the difference. Oh man. Well, Look, obviously you're going to come back on very soon And you, when you're able to let the cat out of the bag on this thing And talk about what you, what you have, this hit that you have, correct? You're going to, I, I hope you come back on I'm going to come back on well, right. I'll tell you this much If this goes the way that I'm praying it does That it looks like it will The whole wrestling community is going to be in haywire <laughs> Really? Yeah. Oh, no. All of them, yeah, all of them. Oh, Don't get no heat on yourself, please um. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Like <laughs> <laughs> everyone, it, everyone could hate because it, it came out first by someone else. That would be the only reason that they would they would have heat is because they're like, shit, I didn't do this. Anybody listen to this from the rest of us is like they're like, uh oh, what is she talking about? Yeah, this is gonna hook them. This is gonna hook them. No, it sounds like it's awesome. It does seriously for the fans. It'll be massive, but for the boys, I think that it would be even. Um, I think that they would actually really, really appreciate it. That's cool. Well, that that part's nice to hear. Yeah, you got me hooked. You're you're a hell of a saleswoman. I'll tell you that right now. Um, <laughs> Good. You got one more person ready for it. You're damn right. Uh, well, look, uh, it's been great just sitting down and just just chatting it up with you, you know, and just and that lucha lucha's lucha underground's kicking off, kicked off again, I should say, and uh, and that you're a big part of it. I think everybody's looking forward to see where they go with your character. Besides fans of yours or maybe you're getting new fans now that will follow you uh you know on twitter and and instagram and and follow your career uh not just on camera behind the camera so it's awesome uh, awesome to catch up with you you too i always enjoy talking to you i'll talk to you soon it is and 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 carly i appreciate it and we'll talk to you soon and and uh and she is uh, she is just awesome, college. She really is. And it's been great just talking. I'm going to catch up with her again soon. Uh, but that's a wrap, right? 
this edition of the Taz Show. And I will uh, get back with you guys uh, real soon here. I appreciate you guys coming on. I want to thank Holly Perez, Katrina, the great Katrina, for, for being a guest here. It's been a lot of fun. All right, guys, look, I'm Taz. You're not. Talk to you soon. my space and screen names back then when i was only worried about my top friends now my circle is getting smaller all these people acting fake man and to be honest i don't even have a top 10 me against the world i've been doing what i really love haters been hiding behind the screen man they movie cuts and when i'm back at home and never